Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Emily Hecker. Emily is a writer, strategist, and certified communication management professional with over a decade of experience transforming communication strategies across diverse industries such as publishing, financial services, insurance, retail, and facilities management. Emily specializes in elevating internal communication approaches to yield tangible results. As the author of Me, Myself, and I, she equips solo internal communication professionals with actionable strategies to establish a robust foundation and achieve remarkable success. Thanks so much for being here today, Emily. It's wonderful to be here, Diane. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm thrilled to have you here. Communication is one of my favorite subjects, probably because it's so challenging. (laughs) Oh, yes. And I can certainly attest to that. (laughs) Well, sure. You're living in it every day. Um, So let's let's, uh, start with a little bit of foundational information. Will you explain what uh, internal communication is and how it's different from external? Absolutely. So like anything, there's going to be a ton of definitions that you'll find for internal communication. But the one I like to use is that it's the exchange of information, messages, and ideas within an organization. And this can happen at any level of the organization. So it can come from the top down, the bottom up, or laterally, meaning peer-to-peer. And then on the flip side, you've got external communication. So as you would expect, it is the communication that's happening between an organization and an entity outside of the organization. And that could be the public, that could be the media, that could be the local government, anyone who is not physically within the organization or associated with it. Okay. So help me um, clarify the role of internal communication really in regards to employees, right? In in conveying purpose, values, benefits, so that the employees really get it and embrace all of that. Yeah, absolutely. So internal communication is very much a connector. When it's done effectively, and that's on me as a professional and others like myself to really help employees understand how their puzzle pieces fit into the larger picture that is the organization. So internal communication really has the power to help employees feel included and that they're a part of something bigger. And as any of us can attest in organizations, the company's purpose and values are really the heart and soul of its identity. And then internal communication is the tool that brings all of those things to life for employees. So it's not only about conveying what the company stands for, but it's also talking about its values and the benefits of coming along on that journey as an employee. And for me and other employees as well, it's 
a lot a lot relies on understanding the why. So you want to know the why behind your tasks mm -hmm. and how you can feel that you're doing something that is really greater than yourself. And if you're aligned as a team with that company purpose, you have this deeper sense of unity and a shared meaning. And this connection, of course, can drive greater job satisfaction, motivation, and overall well-being. And who doesn't want all of that in their organization? It, it's so true. And and boy, as you were talking about it, I was thinking, um, I'm not sure that enough people in leadership really appreciate that the employees want to feel like they're contributing to something mm -hmm. bigger than themselves. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. And and so I, they don't necessarily communicate effectively internally, right? I mean, because maybe because they don't think it's necessary. I mean, I don't know. I'll ask you, what what is going on in these organizations? Yeah, I think you have quite rightly pointed out that leaders forget the important role that they play as a communication channel. They think, oh, well, I don't have communication in my title, so that's up to someone else to sort out. And the reality is not that at all. Our leaders are one of the most critical communication channels at organizations. And there's all kinds of research out there that One of the studies that I love to point to is one by our good friends at Forbes um, that says that 40% of employees actually lose trust in their leaders due to poor communication. So wow. right there, we can very clearly see the tie-in between leaders and communication and then the impact on their employees. So of course, we've got leaders who are very well-intentioned when it comes to communication. They're very committed to it. Perhaps they're very naturally effective communicators. And then there's the flip side of that where they have no idea what they're doing and you have everyone in between. And that's where your professional communication team can really step in, particularly your internal communication professionals. Okay, so can you share some strategies for so really, setting that leaders consistent? Leaders can lean on us to provide this coaching. Absolutely. Yeah, so we want leaders to work with us both formally and informally uh, through coaching workshops, one-on-one -on -one conversations. And it doesn't end there. You know, Our leaders can do so much to model the communication behavior that they want to see. We can provide them training and resources, as I mentioned, to do that. We can coach them to have more active feedback loops where they're seeking out and not only seeking out feedback, but also acting on it. They can be sharing regular updates, which really creates a deeper level of information, engagement, and transparency with the group, too. So really just leaders staying out in front of their audiences, listening and interacting does so much to build that trust that will be incredibly crucial to the success of the organization. Okay, you mentioned something in their feedback loops, which I love, and I'm wondering if you could explain what those are and how they work. Yeah, so communication is at its core meant to be two-way. So it shouldn't just be your leaders sitting on their soapboxes with their megaphones, expounding whatever the topic of the day is to their employee group. It's about asking your employees, you know, tell me more about what's going on. What are your aspirations? What are the challenges that you're facing? And then not only listening to that feedback, but taking action. How many of us have taken engagement surveys where we think, okay, well, this information is just going to go in a vault. No one's going to do anything with it. Because that's what I've seen year over year. So our leaders need to listen, of course, that is incredibly important, but they also have to take action on that feedback or talk about why they can't take action if it's something that they're not able to address. Boy, uh, that's so key. 
Because otherwise, people feel like they're just giving it lip service, right? They're just Mm -hmm. doing it because it's the latest fad of the day. Oh, absolutely. Lip service is... Kind of a, a, a naughty word, I would say, in communication, mm-hmm. because I, when you're in internal communication, you want to make sure that what you're sharing as a representative of the organization aligns with the vision and the values. So if we're saying we're a people company, and we know that we have benefits that don't support that, or yeah. some reduction in force that's coming, it really is, as you were pointing out, it's just lip service. So it yeah. becomes incredibly difficult for someone like myself and my peers in internal communication to merge what we see happening within the organization and then trying to communicate something that might be contradictory to that. Yeah, no kidding. So what are some of the factors that um, an organization really should be looking for considering when they're hiring that internal communication professional? And that is such an interesting question because what I have found in, in my career thus far is that organizations often don't know what they don't know when it comes to hiring the right people for internal communication. They think, oh, well, we need someone who can just send an email or put something on Slack or Viva Engage, whatever it is. We just need someone to execute. And they miss all the incredibly important components of internal communication that a professional will have. So if anyone hasn't hired an internal communication professional or they have in the past and it hasn't worked out, they might want to consider looking at a few things. And I'll call out three in particular. So one is the educational background and professional certifications. I have seen so many degrees in communication professionals that I have worked with. I have seen history backgrounds, philosophy backgrounds, dance, uh, very heavily English majors who become communication leads in organizations. So it really is this mixed bag. But if you want to get the most effective communication professional, you should look for someone who has uh, education and training and certifications in a relevant field. So you might be looking for a journalism major, a communication major, someone who has certifications from an accredited uh, organization like the IABC or the GCC. And those are great things to look for because what they tell you is that the the person you might be interviewing or potentially hiring has a great mix of practical experience, but actually education and training in the field too. Second thing you can look for is just their understanding of communication strategy. I have asked communication practitioners in my career, okay, what does your communication strategy look like? And they look at me with fear in their eyes because they're not sure how to answer that question. And that is incredibly concerning because as a communication professional, you are the one likely setting a strategy or influencing someone else on your team who may have a higher uh, communication position. So my advice is always ask a question or two about how you establish communication strategy, and then you can wait for the response. And if the response is excitement and energy, that means you've got the right candidate in the in the pipeline. And if the response is just pure fear, uh, fear that is not the right person to, to hire for that role. And the third thing I should look for too is continuous learning and adaptability. Communication is one of those fields that just is so dynamic, ever-changing. We've got technology and resources today that we probably couldn't have imagined 10 years ago, and who knows what the next 10 years will bring. So as a professional, you really need to be keeping your skills sharp, constantly attending conferences, going out on LinkedIn, seeing what other thought leaders are saying, going to workshops, picking up books, reading blogs, just upskilling yourself consistently. 
So let's say there's a great candidate who maybe doesn't have a background in communication. So maybe they have that, that English degree, but they've had five years of experience. Ask them questions about, well, how have you learned more about communication, increased your knowledge? What mentors have you had? What professional development have you had? To just test the, the waters there and see if they are really engaged with the field. Wow, th those are great. I, it's so important, and I'm glad that you brought up that um, about having education somewhere in, in communication, you know, in, in the field, because I think you're right. People think more about the um, vehicles, the communication mm -hmm. vehicles, and not so much about strategy and process and, and, um, goals, outcomes, mm -hmm. you know, what do they want from it? And that is a question I ask always, as I coach people away from being reactionary as, as communicators or communication professionals, I want to ask the question that you just rightly asked is, okay, so you've requested this communication. What are your objectives? What does success look like here? Because that flips the script here and focuses yeah. more on internal communication or communication in general as a strategic partner versus this order taker. And that is one of the many misconceptions there are about the communication field is that we're sitting there with our order pad like you would at any sort of restaurant and we're waiting for someone to tell us what to do because we'll jot it down and we'll just execute. And that's not not the powerhouse that is the is the business function at all. Yeah, but I mean, you're missing out on, on so much opportunity there if that's what you think. What are some other misconceptions about internal communication, do you think? Yeah, I always think about, you know, would you walk into the finance team and tell them, hey, I could balance those books so much better than you can. Let me just stroll right in, take your day job. Because that's what <laughs> happens to communication teams is you'll have someone waltzing over from finance, IT, human resources, really any function and say, hey, I'm going to tell you exactly what should go in that next video message, that next town hall script. I, I've got some feedback for you because I can do this just as, as, well, as well as you can. And I've Prove true quite yet. <laughs> I'll bet. Okay. <laughs> I think everyone thinks it's easy, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, that just speaks of all the misconceptions there are yeah. about internal communication. It really is having a bit of an identity crisis in a lot of different organizations where it's seen as that copy, paste, send factory, that order taker or really something that anyone can do effectively. And it's none of those things. So part of what I do in, in my job is just reset the expectations of what the value of internal communication mm -hmm. is. And another way to think about this is what do you want communication, specifically internal communication to be known for? And I usually answer this with four, four responses. So one, I like us to be known for strategic communication because we are the ones ensuring that organizational messages get to the right people at the right time and in the right way to inspire, inform, and engage. Yeah. Second thing I call out is collaborative partnership. We're the ones who are in a highly cross-functional environment. We're working with all kinds of internal stakeholders to devise and execute these effective communication strategies. The third thing is executive counsel, where we're advising and we're counseling our organizational leaders. We've spoken a lot about the connection between communication and leaders, and I really invite all leaders to rely on their communication experts to help further their company vision and set that direction. And the last thing I always like to call out as a powerhouse of internal communication is storytelling. And that is a skill that 
is quite rare in organizations typically that you have a team who is incredibly gifted at crafting stories that capture an audience's attention and then motivate them to know, think, and do. Boy, that one. So I, I have a couple of thoughts. The first one, I'll go backward. Uh, the first one is that is huge. And I agree that organizations are not skilled in that and they miss so many opportunities to really get their message across internally. The other one is that as you were talking about these four, I had this vision of um, the old television show, The West Wing, where okay. it was the communication director, you know, that department that really framed what communication was shared and how it was shared. It wasn't the president. It was right. It, it was okay. the person who was really skilled at crafting the message. Mm-hmm. And that's the reality I would love to see in all organizations that are off screen. Uh, That's kind of the nirvana, I would say. You want your communication team to have a seat at the table and to be advising at that high level. Because as you were just saying, those are the experts. We've got expertise across the organization also sitting at that table. And we need to leverage that collectively to make sure that we're achieving the right results. Right. Right. Exactly. Wow. So, um, how do I want to ask this question? So, it feels like um, that that it's really the leadership that needs to, and, and everyone in leadership who needs to understand the importance of this internal communication as a strategic tool and, and, you know, about prioritizing it. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. So, Leaders are so key. Uh, yeah. Well, cause it should go from the top down. So I'm going to say, hopefully we have uh, the, the CEO or owner or whoever the main leader who gets it. What are the steps that they take to ensure that all of the leaders understand and prioritize internal communication? Are, are, is there like are there certain steps they should go through? Are there certain practices they should be repeating? Oh, absolutely. I think step one is really just understanding how much power you as a key decision maker. So if you are modeling, the effective communication behavior that you want to see in all leaders, that to me would be step one. It's just, first of all, making that conscious decision of, I want to be an effective communicator, and then saying, I would like to model that. Because if you're not leading the charge and walking the walk as much as you're talking the talk, your other leaders will smell that and say, hey, well, you're not practicing what you preach, so why should I do any of those behaviors? So once you've set that intention that I want to model this, well, then the next question is, well, what does that look like for me to be an effective communicator? And really leaders can craft this themselves. And the guidelines I typically give leaders is, well, first, your job is to help employees understand what matters most. You are the one providing direction and focus. So you need to be very clear and very transparent about the organizational objectives. And you need to help employees understand how they can help achieve those objectives. Leaders should also model transparency and authenticity They need to be respectfully candid in their communication. So share as much as you can legally with your teams to really build those relationships and provide this environment of trust. 
And we talked about two-way communication earlier too. And again, I want to reiterate that here, that leaders should really be inviting that two-way communication. So value and respect your employees' viewpoints. And don't just participate in that top-down approach. Really encourage those, those two-way conversations where you're listening to questions, concerns, and ideas. And then, as we said earlier, you're taking action on that feedback next. So those are the tips I would give leaders just to get started. And again, this can be whatever vision that you want to establish as a leader and any communication professional in the organization can help advise as well. Yeah, boy, those are really great. And one thing that I I think people need to understand when, when you were talking about transparency is your employees know something is going on mm-hmm. all the time, right? That mm-hmm. They know a lot more than you think they do and they're watching mm-hmm everything. And so if you aren't communicating transparently, clearly, effectively, you you run the potential that you're making them very nervous and you could potentially lose good people because they, you know, we, we have this tendency as humans to go instantly to the negative mm-hmm. and think it's either going to negatively impact them or it's about them or whatever. And so this is one of these reasons why this is so critically important so that you aren't leaving it to. Oh yes. It's funny because I I was talking about being storytellers, but we are also telling ourselves stories all day, every day. We're filling in those gaps. So to your point about if you don't tell your employees something, well, they're going to tell themselves something and it may not be the correct narrative. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be good. And even if it is partly the correct narrative, there's more to it, right? Mm-hmm. So it could be that there's uh, layoffs coming or a downturn or whatever. Um, but the way that you communicate that can make a big difference in how that's dealt with mm-hmm. moving forward. Oh, yeah. So now we're getting into the territory of change communications, which is a slippery slope because the only certainty I like to say is change itself. <laughs> right? constant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Particularly at the latter half of the year when everyone's budgets are coming due. Now mm-hmm. is your moment to hire, to potentially readjust your teams. So many things that all impact your communication team. Oh, for sure. For sure. And boy, we don't think about it. <laughs> this is really, I'm really glad we're having this conversation. I think this is critically important um, for leaders uh, businesses or otherwise to be listening to and really taking to heart and embracing because there there's the potential that they are causing their own problems. Oh, hundred percent. And again, it goes back to, we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. So if you have never worked with a communication professional or in an organization with effective communication, look around and think, well, hey, this looks like every other organization I've worked for, other, every other industry I've been in, it's totally fine. I think right. there's a you know saying that if you you know live ne- next to a, a dump, that you will just smell garbage as the normal smell. <laughs> I've never heard that one. <laughs> Perhaps that's an Emily original. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> you should put that one out there. That one is great. It is so true, though, and it's, it's a great... Uh, visual, unfortunately, of, of what it is you're talking about. Boy, Emily, thank you so much for sharing this information. It's so important. Oh, yeah, it's it's been a privilege. I always love talking about the value of internal communication because it has such an important tie to, to 
employee right? experience to engagement and satisfaction. So it really is the foundation on which a lot of critical elements are built. Absolutely. It so is. Will you tell the listeners how they can find you and anything you think they should know? Absolutely. So I'm very active on LinkedIn. I am happy to connect with anyone who has questions about internal communication or has things that are working or not working in their organization. So you can find me at Emily Hecker on LinkedIn. And I also have a website as well. So www.emily-hecker.com. And there's information about me, the book you mentioned earlier in the conversation. I have a blog as well. And once again, I'm very happy to connect with anyone who has questions about what, how we can make more effective internal communication happen in all organizations. That is wonderful. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.